Welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond, where every Monday I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, traveler, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Thank you. Hello, I don't have a guest lineup today because I'm just too busy traveling to edit any guest episodes. I'll be back next Monday, don't worry. So today I'm just going to do a slightly bigger one for my trip and cover Turkey, where I went to Ankara, Gorem, slash Cappadocia, and then finished in Istanbul for a week. So I thought we'll go over those three places, what we did, what we got up to, some prices, some tips, and all that sort of stuff. First off, our flight into Ankara from Vienna was late, and we arrived about 11pm. Pretty painless to be fair, and we got into the airport, and then got a taxi from the airport to the accommodation. A strange border moment, if you like. When you get into Ankara, you have all the Turkish citizens and all the other queues, and then one international section, and we queued up as per normal. Got to the window, the guy said um, hello, and I said hello back. And then he said something, I wasn't quite sure what he said, but I thought he said at the time... Oh, you have a beautiful picture. Slightly weird. Responded, leant forward and said, Oh, thank you very much. As I came back, he then gave me a bit of a weird look, shook his head, stamped and let me through. And as I got through, I kind of reflected on what he said. I think he was saying that my picture in my passport, which is from seven years ago, is completely different to how I look now. And I think he was questioning a little bit if that's true. I mean, he saw all the stamps in the passport, so... He is the first person to question that. I think the stamps are the proof, but a very weird moment. Got through, got our bags, and our taxi costs 18 euros. If you have 20 euros, they'll give you lira back as change. And we got to our hostel called Deep Hostel 2, uh, right in the kind of middle of Ankara, but it's hard to judge where you are at that time of night. We got in and settled into the hostel. They open until 2am for check-ins, so no worry if you have a late flight. They'll still be there to 2am. And you just pay as you get in or in the morning up to you and straight into sleep. In terms of the hostel itself, it's quite a new hostel. Uh, they have another one called Deep's Hostel somewhere else in Ankara. And I thought our room at the front of the hostel was slightly noisy with the traffic. It's a busy road. And also the bathroom was quite basic, doable, but basic. It's a bit earthy, the hostel, a bit noisy. And it's right up in front of a huge mosque. And the call to prayer is absolutely guaranteed at half four or five in the morning. So definitely earplugs were used for the two nights that we were there. 
but super cheap. I think it was €28 Euros for two nights. Can't argue with that. So the plan for the first day was to get brekkie, uh, withdraw some cash, and then walk up to Ankara Castle slash gate, as well as go to the Anatolian Museum, which is next door to the castle. And we had a bagel and a sandwich at a cafe called The Coffee Lab. It's a pretty westernised cafe in the heart of Ankara. Um, but we actually walked around and we couldn't really decide which one to go in, but that looked the most western and we didn't want to mess about. Got in there, had a bagel and coffee each, and that comes in total eight euros, so definitely worth the coffee, and the coffee was great actually, and the bagels were good too. Vegetarian and vegan options are available. Withdrawing money from Turkey is an interesting one. You've got so many cash points to choose from, um, but we found one, to be fair, wasn't the best rate, but I'll go over that when I get to Gorem, of the best one to go and withdraw from. Mild day, nice for walking in, and it's great to be in Asia again, and the chaotic streets, it was actually very different to Europe, of course. And we walked right up to Ankara Castle, which actually took about 45 minutes from the centre of Ankara, and when you look at it, it's actually quite high up. Walked up there, and there's some fantastic sights for free. Amazing views of the whole city. You've got the prayer calls, you've got the beeping of the cars. Brilliant. Great, great viewpoint if you want to look over Ankara. A funny sort of situation at the top, there's this guy who had about six, seven security guards with him. Must have been someone famous, maybe a politician who's old, got a moustache. And I think I got in the way of a selfie, so I'm probably on his pictures now from Ankara Castle. No idea who he is, but he had a lot of security with him. We popped to the Anatolian Museum, uh, which cost about €3.50 to go in, really cheap. And you're here and read about the history of Ankara, the area, and obviously Turkey as a whole. Well worth it, as explain all the different types of things I found around the area and the history of it. That's actually a lot to take in. A lot of information to digest. And after that, we had a coffee and a cake at a place called Kirit Cafe. And that is, I think, key, maybe in Turkish. And um, there's a picture on Instagram about it. And that's kind of right in the old town as you go up to the castle taking coffee decent value then we walked all the way back down towards our hostel into the local area for a dinner a place called cafe Ortadunga, and that was a falafel burger with chips and a coke and very decent price quite a hip area the area that that cafe is in is very popular with locals and youngsters to have a few beers if they drink but definitely have dinner out lots of places to eat in and very busy actually our first option was not available. Went there, had dinner. Fantastic. Our bus to Golem slash Cappadocia was at 12pm, so we had a leisurely morning. So we just kind of chilled out for a bit and then had brunch at a place called Kakula, which had a great omelette. This is at the high end of cafes for breakfast and coffee. Maybe around sort of 8, 9, 10 euros for both. Maybe even going to 12 euros. Definitely high end. And you could definitely get a breakfast, a local breakfast, much cheaper. Um, for that price but we wanted a nice omelette and a nice surroundings went to Kakula fantastic really close walk to our hostel checked out and then went on the bus to Cappadocia which is in a village called Godem that's the main town to stay in the cost of the bus is pretty cheap I'd say it's around three or four euros each and it takes about three to three and a half hours to get to Godem and it was pretty straightforward on the bus, but beforehand, a little bit stressful. If you're not used to Asia, this is going to happen a lot. You get to the bus station, you have your platform number, you have your time, 12pm, platform 6. 
come to 12pm on Platform 6, no bus for our destination. Asked around, and a few of the Turkish guys helped out. If you speak a bit of Turkish, it really goes a long way. Um, you can say Mahaba, which is hello, and Nasılsın, how are you? If you say those two words, you're straight in and they'll help you out. And this old guy said, come, 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 come with me. And he asked the local who worked at the bus station, who told him, no, not now. And then another guy sort of said, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for you. And then around quarter past 12, it came in to park up to get on the bus, not at platform six, I think it's platform seven in the end. And both of those guys were like, now, now, this is your bus. So they really help you out and make sure you get to the right bus. And the weird thing about it is, I think they have a certain amount of buses all at 12. And if your bus is at 12, but not in that first group, you need to wait. And they wave off all the buses, and then a new lot come in who are waiting there for probably half an hour. Get on your bus and go. And on this bus, you get drinks, snacks, you get all the service provided, toilet breaks, whatever you want. Real easy in Turkey to get a bus, real comfortable, and it wasn't even half full. Got to Garem, probably around 4, 4.30pm, ready to check into our hostel, which is called Kukabara Hostel. And met up with Omar, who is kind of our contact at the hostel. I've been WhatsApping him before that. And he already has arranged a hot air balloon for the day after. And he wants to make sure that we are comfortable, check in, pay for the staff, do some tours, whatever, and get settled in. So we booked on for the hot air balloon the day after, which was a 5am wake-up call. And the red tour as well after the hot air balloon, which is going to last all day. And then we got into Gorem. And we're just starstruck because this area is like these weird rocks that people build houses into, like pigeonholes, and they live in these rocks. And it's cool in the summer and warm in the winter. And each hotel or guest house is built into them as well. So a hostel was built into one. And you have to walk up some hills to get to your hotel normally. And we just couldn't believe what we're seeing, especially on the balcony of the hostel. It really was a great view. And it's a great day for sun as well. Got down to O's Coffee, which is right next to pretty much our hostel. Got some Wi-Fi, had a coffee and had a donut and figured out how to get some cash out in Golem. In terms of booking certain stuff, so tours, that are like day tours, they can be paid by card. Not a problem. Hostels can be paid by card. But a hot air balloon, which was €130 Euros each, had to be paid in cash and we needed more cash. So we went to an ATM and basically had 15 minutes of trying each ATM to see which one was the cheapest. You need to look for the bank when you're looking at all the ATMs that says finance bank. I think it's FNZ maybe, something like that, FBZ. It's got finance in the name. Do that bank because they only charge five US dollars only for any amount. There is one bank there that was willing to charge $28 to withdraw money. It was absolutely crazy. And bear in mind in Turkey that the first 1,500 liras are free, if you like. Anything over is going to be a charge. So just bear that in mind if you need cash. And you will need cash day to day. Before dinner, we climbed up to Sunset Point above Garem. It's a must-do. It's about a 10-15-minute walk. It costs 10 lira to get in. Really cheap. And you walk all the way to the top and have a viewpoint of over all Cappadocia, pretty much. And that is worth it on a nice sunny day. After a dream evening, we then popped off to a restaurant called Anatolian Restaurant for some Anatolian dinner. Anatolian is the area that Cappadocia is in. And I had some chicken skewers, chips, rice, vegetables and bread. And it was absolutely fantastic. Emma had the falafel and the bread and some chips as well. Very reasonably priced. Talking about 100 to 130 liras each. And we're in bed early for the early alarm call next morning for the hot air balloon.
We were told later that the hot air balloons so far in 2023 have been sparse, to say the least. There is rumours that the one we were doing that morning was only the second one of the year because of weather. The problem is, if it rains, of course, it's going to get cooled off. But if it's sunny and then you look up, you think, oh, it's a great day. It could be windy up there. So they have to make sure it's not too windy. Luckily on this morning, we're on. Got up at 5am, picked up at 5.40, picked up another couple who are Turkish and went to the balloon sort of takeoff area. And we were there pretty much for six, quarter past six. Pretty nippy, so take a jacket. Even in the summer, you might just need a bit of a jacket as well. And the balloon company that we're flying with is called Cappadocia Balloons Company. And Omar owns 13 balloons within that company. Pickup was fantastic. Get a little breakfast with it as well. It was really, really cool. Some more people arrived. So the basket in the hot air balloon is quite big. It's divided into four parts. And there's other people who obviously came onto our balloon ride. And in our little corner section, this is us and the Turkish couple. And that was divided into two, and that was more than enough room. We had our basically our own little room on the basket. Next to us was a sort of consortium of maybe six, seven Chinese tourists that were all in the same bit that looked fairly tight. I guess they could have come in with us, but they kept them all together. So if you go as a couple, you might get lucky and just get a bit more space. You jump over the basket, into the basket. And then once you stand in your basket and they're kind of good to go, you hear sort of the fire going from the thing that blows the air into the balloon. Our driver was called Cesar, who was quite funny getting us a cheer and, and wave goodbye to the people on the ground, some jokes about not seeing them until tomorrow morning, stuff like that. Love that. And before you know it, you're in the air. And it's just a slow rise above the ground. And it's actually pretty cool. I quite liked it. And it's awesome because it's just coming into sunrise. You've got all the other hot air balloons around the area taking off. Some are taking off early, so they're already way up. And we're going to climb to 6,000 feet. We even kissed another balloon. That's on my Instagram if you want to check that out. sight of the sun coming over the hills and 100 balloons in the air. That's what he told us, 100 balloons during sunrise. And after sunrise, they can do another 69 if they want. The sight was incredible. It's hard to describe how good it was. Balloons everywhere. Colour was amazing. Not much cloud either. Blue sky. And they obviously go round and round with the hot air balloons. So you get like a 360 view. So many photos, so many videos. Safe. Enjoyed it. And had fun as well. The drivers of the balloon, if you like, were really good fun. Getting us to cheer and shout across to other ones. Just really was a fantastic hour. You get about 45 minutes to an hour in there. And you go sort of low over the rocks. You think you go climb into the rocks, but it's fine. You just go over the rocks and down. And then he climbed right up to 6,000 feet, right above pretty much all the rest of the balloons. Just the sight was incredible. I mean, the sight would be incredible if you had breakfast with a coffee watching that too. An incredible experience. You have to go and do it. Will cost around 120, 130 euros. Can pay an extra 60, 100, even 120 euros for like a premium package. If you want to go on your own, it's going to cost more. If you want some details, get in contact with me and I'll send you the details of a mer and his hostel and his company to do tours and to do balloons. We had a soft landing, so sometimes it can be a hard landing, so you crash into the floor. We we got told a position to be in when it's going to happen, but soft landing is really cool. Pretty much no wind. Landed very safely into the ground. Yeah, that's pretty decent. Got off, had some mock champagne, got some photos with the drivers, with the group. Enjoyed it, and then got back probably about 8.30am, ready for breakfast at the hostel to reflect and we had a pick-up at 9.30am for our tour. We were picked up by someone called Mehmet and asked him how he was, and he loved that as well. Took us round to where we're getting the tour from. We paid by card for the tour. We spoke to our guide, who spoke really good English. We had about six people in our group, us two, 
had someone who was a couple, Pakistani and Turkish couple. One of those other guys was German and a Russian woman as well. And some of the things that we cover on the Red Tour was the Open Air Museum, Love Valley, Ergup, and just more like those mushroom type structures that have naturally been built out of the ground. They're quite cool and you can go and walk amongst the ruins as well. A really good tour. The lunch was fantastic. We had a typical Anatolian lunch. And it was good to meet some people in the group, kind of share some stories. And at the end of the day, we had a great sunset bit. It pretty much cost 40 euros each. Not bad for the whole day, I don't think, because lunch would have cost 10 euros anyway. So I'd say it's probably about 30 euros. And we also saw a pottery demonstration as well. This guy who's been doing it for four years, six generations. No one bought any pottery because it's quite expensive. Yeah, a decent day, that. And then for dinner, across the road from the previous night, there was another restaurant which done clay pots. Now, in Turkey, you can get a clay pot casserole. And what happens is, cooks in the pot, it comes out, piping hot, and then it's smashed the pot, and it falls into your plate. I had a classic hot pot, which was chicken, I think, and I had a vegetarian one. The waitress who was doing it, um, probably doing it for the first time, maybe. It took quite a while to get Emma's released. Mine wasn't too bad, but fantastic food to have. It does really fill you up, because it gives you free bread and all that sort of stuff. A huge, long day, and a nice, long sleep. So we had another day in Gorem, and unfortunately we knew that the hot air balloons were going to be not going that morning, so there's no rush to get up and watch them. But chuck your earplugs in, avoided the noise of the prayer call at 5am, and got up at a reasonable time, and we had a fantastic breakfast at hostel. Pretty much all you can eat, loads of options, yoghurt, fruits, breads, all the above. And we sat there and had a coffee and just admired the view. The actual weather was going to be rain, but it didn't actually rain, and it was quite a nice morning, and I wonder if they could change their mind, but... I guess it was too windy up there to do any hot air balloon rides. After breakfast, we took a walk behind Sunset Point. More mushroom ruins there. Uh, easy 20-minute walk. You can go walk around them and all that. There's one thing just to be careful of on the reviews. It says, just watch out for some angry dogs. We didn't really see any, but some people can get scared of that sort of thing. So just bear that in mind. And then we had coffee at a place called King's Coffee. It's very well liked and reviewed on Google. The guy who runs it is a top guy, speaks English, wants to get to know you, and gave us... Uh, fantastic coffee I mean that was brilliant like all the snacks that came with it we had I think two coffees there a bit caffeine now actually at the end didn't feel too good had a bit of a walk we drew some money from the ATM and then got back to hostel for a bit of a break and then went to Fat Boys for a late lunch which is right in the middle of town is quite well known and I had a great aubergine tomato-y stew thing fantastic actually we went back to Fat Boys in the evening for dinner Again, another casserole. So many casseroles. I love it. I just kept having them. And then it was in bed for our early flight next morning to Istanbul. It is about an hour away on the flight. We had an airport pickup arranged when we got to Istanbul. We got picked up by the guy with luxury, royalty almost. Wi-Fi in a taxi. An unbelievable amount of space. It did cost 30 euros. And it will only cost 20, maybe even 15 euros by the time you go. But nice to go in style to the hotel I mean we booked a hotel in the old town which is right near the waterfront and it's called Happy Sweet Boutique Hotel and he only met us outside the taxi really nice guy says yes to everything gave us some coffee and made sure we were settled at this hotel you can do exchange for money we also done laundry but I'll come to laundry in a bit got out for lunch at Istanbul Anatolian Cuisine and had a soup chips and some drinks the guy there loved us like giving us free baklava free tea 
I left him a review on Google. He loved that as well. The food there looks fantastic in terms of the hot pot as Anatolian as well. So you're going to get the same as what you get in Cappadocia. We then took a walk along the boardwalk, which is along the waterfront in the old town. It kind of ends, but if you go from start to finish, it's really nice. And it's a really nice day, clear day, uh, lots of boats out there. Awesome weather. And we walked right up to Sohan Ahmet Mosque and the Hagia Sophia Mosque, or the Blue Mosque. And that's the main area to go and see in Istanbul for those mosques. And you can't actually go into the Sohan Mosque because they're doing renovations, but you can walk to Hagia Sophia Mosque and walk in. Recommendation is go late during a weekday or early, and there's no queues. On a weekend, it's absolutely heathen. And it was actually my first time in a mosque for a long while. I took my shoes off. It's just a really nice place to go in and kind of check all the decor and stuff. The area around those mosques in between is like full of green grass, fountains and great vibes. Like there's views all the way around. People are laughing and joking. It's a really nice place to be in, especially in good weather too. That was only like a 10 minute walk from our hostel. That was fantastic. Then we went to a restaurant and we had one lined up called Three Partners Cafe. And this is a great choice. You need to go to Three Partners Cafe in the old town. Our server was from Afghanistan. Kept calling us boss. And we actually went back there a few nights after. He loved seeing us again. Absolute gentleman. Got us double helping of baklava because I said I loved it. A free tea as well at the end. Just bear in mind with, in Turkey that you are going to get tea and baklava at the end of every meal, or you should do anyway. And the price overall was about 450 lira, which is really quite reasonable for two people. We're talking around 10 euros mark for two people. Absolutely full. The next day in Istanbul, we're going to check out the area called Moda. And that was recommended to us by someone that Emma knows in Vancouver, who's from Turkey. And this is the Fenerbahce area, so you see the Fenerbahce Stadium, and it's got super trendy cafes, it's got a boardwalk, definitely a middle to upper class area, because when we arrived, just had a great feeling about it, quite clean, people with dogs, that trendy dogs and stuff like that. Another lovely day in Istanbul, albeit a bit misty. Getting to Moda was a few trains, now there's a recommendation here to get the metro system, but just bear in mind, 10 lira is a trip, super cheap. But if you go over the river or under the water to Moda, it's one line and that costs 17 lira. Only that line that costs more. But you need to buy, it's like an Oyster card or a Compass card, whatever you want to call it. They cost 50 lira and then you top up on there. And you only need one card because they can be used for multiple people. It's like one off fee for one journey. We had this weird guy come up to us before we scanned into the metro saying, travel, ticket. I was like, no, mate, I've got one. I was a bit confused what he was asking. But what he was saying was, can you pay for me to go through the barrier? And there's a group of guys that kind of hang around doing that. You know, they looked fairly like, you know, well-dressed and stuff. A bit strange. Said no. Hanging around for someone to say yes, unfortunately. But had a really nice walk within Moda. Started off with a brunch at Dun Cafe. D-U-N with an umlaut over the U. And had an absolutely brilliant veggie brunch for six euros. The coffee was fantastic. The brunch was even better. Oh, so trendy. Then we had a nice little walk after that on the boardwalk for about, you know, 30 minutes. Then we went to Karakadi Cafe, and I've done an episode on that on the Trendy Coffee podcast in a few weeks. The weather was a bit strange, warm, misty. And as we left the area, as we walked around, and we're going to get a boat. So that's about a 20, 25-minute walk. But they actually cancelled all the boats. That was a nightmare. As we walked to a metro station, it was honestly scarily busy and the elevators weren't working and it felt like all these people were cattled into this metro station if people weren't paying attention or weren't being sensible that could have got out of hand and could have got quite dangerous but we bided our time got out of there and i would highly recommend on a weekend in istanbul 
just go early because the crowds were just too busy. We were thinking about seeing Jalata Tower, but sat that off and took a walk in the park near the mosque and then went out to a restaurant called Servan Sorfrazi, which was on the corner where we were staying. And they're always busy, so we thought we'd got to try it out. As we got in, kind of shown outside, but it was actually a bit nippy. And we asked to sit inside, they kind of said, yeah. The guy kept telling us about how great it was. They've got three chefs and people keep coming back. And I was like, okay, he's building it up a little bit. Got the usual sort of casserole type thing, but no free tea or baklava. The service was all right. And the food was all right. They're not amazing. So I wouldn't recommend it over the other one. Then on the last day, it was a bit of a rest day for me. I had an interview with Mark Phipps for the podcast. Emma went out, but it was raining. It wasn't a great day for weather-wise. Uh, but we did go to a cafe called Art Cafe, which is near the Blue Mosque, and had coffee and breakfast there. Not too bad. The guy spoke English in there because he lived in London. I sort of chilled out all afternoon. And then we went out to another cafe called the Rabbit Hole Coffee Cafe, which is around the corner from us, about a seven-minute walk. Walked through the streets, really nice. And a super trendy coffee, and she kept giving us biscuits with our coffee. Really nice. Not much to report rest of the day, but we did... Go back to three partners for another meal there. They welcomed us back in, shook our hands and gave us more baklava, double helpings again. It really was a sensational meal. I can't recommend those guys enough. And that was pretty much it for Istanbul. Lots of walks, boardwalks, trendy coffees, mosques, bazaars, decent weather, bad weather. And I really like the city and I have to go back for sure because there's so much more to go and see. The next day I was flying to Beirut in Lebanon and Emma was going to Greece. Our flights were really early. We asked to get the washing done at the hotel didn't come back the night before and they said our oh, next morning we're like oh we're leaving early next morning <laughs> got next morning got it back it was damp and wet devastated not sure what happened there he sort of blamed on the weather that could be true but we gave it a day before that then we booked a taxi via uber which will cost about 15 euros so it's half the price of the one that he organized for us and i would recommend that if you want to pay by card and not by cash to be fair he gave a good exchange rate on the euro so I got some good euro for lira and I was ready for my trip to Beirut. So that kind of wraps up today's episode for Turkey. Any questions, let me know. Very cheap, good prices, good value, great weather, good coffee, good food, good people. Speak a bit of language and you'll go very far in that country. Quite a few police about, but I think that's just the times. And also, just so much to go and see and do. I just highly recommend it. I can't wait to go back. Any questions, send me an email or message on social media and I'll catch you next time for a Beirut slash Lebanon series. Ciao.